next time when someone says, I love your art, you won't just say, thank you. Instead, you'll know the exact script to use to send them home with your artwork at a price that feels good and makes you do a happy dance. It's the Inspiration Place podcast with artist Miriam Shulman. Welcome to the Inspiration Place podcast, an art world insider podcast for artists by an artist, where each week we go behind the scenes to uncover the perspiration and inspiration behind the art. And now, your host, Miriam Shulman. Well, hello, this is your host, artist Miriam Shulman, and you're listening to, oh my God, episode number 98, we're almost up to 100, of the Inspiration Plays podcast. I am so honored that you're joining me here today. Today, we're talking about myths people believe about selling art. Before we dive into today's topic, I just wanted to share a little bit about what's happening in my own life. I hear other podcasters that I listen to do this, and many of them do it in a superficial way. They talk about the weather in their town or walking their dogs. But with the pandemic still raging on, a social justice movement on the rise, and in a national election at stake, at least here in my country, it seems kind of fake to just talk about the weather. Often, I feel the need to show up here cheerful and inspirational, even if that isn't how I'm really feeling at the moment. But if you've ever tried to push down bad feelings, you know it's kind of like trying to hold on to a beach ball underwater, and those bad feelings are inevitably going to pop up one way or another. Not only that, but I recognize that all of us are experiencing a shared anxiety in this current climate. So to say nothing about any of the things that are going on, well, it just feels very insensitive. I want to share what's going on with me personally. As I'm recording this, my husband's stepmother just passed away. The funeral actually is tomorrow. This was both sudden and not so sudden, meaning for the past two years, she's been surviving on a walking heart pump. It's basically a battery-operated life support system. So although we'll miss her, and it's always sad to say goodbye, we also recognize that she had been on borrowed time for the last two years, so to speak. Then, in addition to that, being the age of COVID, the funeral is creating huge stresses. For example, how do we protect my 87-year-old father-in-law from his departed wife's family who have very different views about whether or not they should be wearing a mask and gathering at a funeral? Of course, we're worried about him. And of course, the kids and I who are staying home, we're worried about my husband bringing home a souvenir from a super spreader event such as a funeral. So like I said, the kids and I are staying home. My 22-year-old daughter, she's a very sensitive musician. She's been experiencing massive anxiety herself. And some of you who are sensitive artists probably able to relate to this. Even people who aren't artists there's a lot of people who are experiencing a shared anxiety right now. She's used to being busy in college. That was her identity. And now she's home 
and her separate job is canceled and her fall return to finish her degree is uncertain. And her access to many of her usual methods of self-care aren't available right now. I bet you can relate to that. And that's why I'm so grateful that she still has her music for comfort. And I'm grateful I have my art to soothe my anxiety and keep me sane. We are living in a tough time now as we enter the fifth month of this pandemic. As artists, we have the gift to use our art to navigate through these challenging times and through life. On the other hand, the good news is that the pandemic has not interfered with online art sales, at least not my online art sales and not the ones of many of my peers. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. So if you're thinking that you can't sell art at this time, that just isn't true. And besides that, I want to go through five common limiting beliefs that I've seen artists hold anytime, pre-pandemic. So here's what I see cropping up over and over again that hold artists back. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm also going to share what you do need to focus on so that you can sell your art no matter what is happening in the world, as well as the next steps to sell more of your art so that you can turn the art you love into a real profitable business. And this is for you if you're already selling your art and you just want to sell more of it. However, this episode is not for you if you believe the reason you can't sell art is because you need to become a better artist, or if you just want to paint for fun. All those things are fine. You're welcome to listen. But Really, this episode is for those if you want to make a steady, consistent income that you can be proud of by selling art that you're already proud of. Maybe you think the reason you can't sell is because you're spinning your wheels, confused about what to do next and what you actually need to make it all work. If you're watching others effortlessly selling their work or you you hear me chatting about it and maybe I make it look easy or other people make it look easy and you wonder, wait, why can't I do that too? But the truth is, there really hasn't been a better time to sell art on your own outside of the traditional gallery system. And actually, Soho, Chelsea, those galleries, they aren't open right now anyway, at least not legally that I know about. But even before this pandemic, the art world gatekeepers who used to decide what was worthy of being featured are being pushed aside by the internet. Now, anyone with a laptop and a dream can make a thriving living from their art. And that's so groundbreaking. I want to say it again. Anyone can make a thriving living from their art. So why are some artists still struggling? For many artists who want to turn their art into a thriving business, it can be overwhelming and confusing to cut through all the noise and discover what really works. There are endless books and podcasts and business courses and gurus to follow and tech tools to choose from and tons of conflicting voices about what you really need to be successful. 
So why don't we get it all out of the way and be clear and break down some things you don't need. Ready? All right. Here are five things you don't need to build a successful art business. Number one, you don't have to schlep your art to every festival across the country. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm definitely not against festivals and selling art in person because those things are highly lucrative. However, there's no need to spend your days driving around the country when you have the right pieces in place. The key is to make the in-person shows you do attend the most profitable possible and stay in touch all year long with those collectors and prospects that you meet there. Meanwhile, there's a lot of festival artists who were really dependent on that income and unfortunately had it stripped away from them this summer. So it isn't essential that you do that. I know festivals can be a lot of work. Now, lots of people ask me, lots of people want to know where my income comes from. Because when I talk about being a six-figure artist, they want to know, is that from the podcast? Is that from my online classes? Where is that from? And let me tell you, the truth is before, before I started teaching online art classes, before I had a podcast, before any of that, when I was only selling my art and my commissions, I was making over 60000 a year. That was, again, from my art, my sales of originals, prints, commissions, online, and in person. So yes, I did do in-person shows, but I never did more than a few a year. If you listen to episode number 76, Anatomy of a Successful Art Show, I describe in detail how one show, which wasn't even a traditional art festival, netted me over $10,000. When you can leverage every opportunity, then you don't have to work so hard. You can earn a full-time living from your art. Number two. You don't need a verified Instagram account. Nope, 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 and no. Lots of people think if only they can build up their Instagram following. And you do not need to be Insta-famous or have thousands of fans to make this work. Sure, social media definitely has a place, but again, it's all about leveraging it strategically. And I said this on the podcast before, you can completely leave out Instagram and still have a successful art career. So many artists have that false belief that they have to build a huge following on social media, and that just is not true. Some of the most successful and famous living artists, and by success, I'm measuring it in two different ways. So the first way I'm measuring it is by whether their art is included in museum collections. Some of those artists only have a few thousand followers. For example, Faith Ringgold. There's just one that pops into my mind. She doesn't even really maintain an Instagram account. She has one as a few thousand people, really doesn't have more because she doesn't maintain it. She is in the Museum of Modern Art and other places. So those people, they don't really pay attention to their accounts. And also artists who are not in museums, but whose success is measured by income, also Many of them have very small social media accounts because they know that popularity online is not where the money comes from. They rather count their dollars than their Instagram likes or their Instagram followers. 
So please do yourself a favor and stop wasting time checking likes, researching the perfect hashtag, or making videos for Instagram. It's very time consuming. And it's not really what's going to make a difference in earning a living from your art. Number three. Okay, this one kind of cracks me up, but I do hear this one a lot. You do not have to move to New York. You can sell art from your kitchen table, and it isn't just New Yorkers who buy art. Art collectors can be found all over the world, not just fancy galleries in Soho. Yes, I live in New York, but I do sell art all over the world. And with this thing called the internet, and I don't think it's going anywhere, not only do you not have to move to New York City, but you do not even have to leave your house. The irony about the shelter in place is that my life actually does not look much different from how it normally looks. And sometimes I joke that I'm really not ready to re-enter society. Mostly, I'm missing my museums, which... (laughs) This kills me. It probably won't reopen this year at all. And I also definitely miss having lunch with my friends. I miss that. And it is why I'm so grateful to have the support of my online community of artists and my other business friends. Number four, you don't need to have a podcast. (laughs) So a lot of people say, oh, Miriam, you can sell art because you have a podcast. Trust me, it has nothing to do with it. And I also don't believe that you have to maintain a blog for that matter. Your collectors, the people who fall in love with your work, do not care if you are famous or not. <laughs> they collect your art because they feel a connection with you and no fame is required. Number five. And finally, you do not need to spend hours procrastinating. When I hear somebody say, oh, I just need to know how to fill in the blank and then I'll be ready. Well, here's the thing. You're never going to feel ready. So many artists get caught up in wanting to get it all perfect that they never actually get it going. And I see so many artists who get stuck because they have one of those five limiting beliefs I just walked you through. What they don't realize is that there are just five things that you do need to build a thriving art business. Not those five, different five. If you want to know, keep listening. I'm going to get there in just a moment. I've coached dozens of artists who all came in believing one or more of these myths. And to be perfectly honest, I believe most of them at one time or another as well. So back in the 90s, you'd find me at the World Trade Center in one of my Ann Taylor suits. I admit I loved the income and the lifestyle, but I did feel disconnected to my life purpose. So when 9-11 happened, I knew with every cell of my body, I could not go back to that world. Yet, I still didn't believe that I could make a full-time living from art. So at first, I painted on the side and taught Pilates at New York Sports Club. New York Sports Club is a very large chain of gyms in the New York metropolitan area. And while working for them, I was introduced to selling strategies that the club wanted me to use to sell 
personal training packages. That's when I had my aha moment and realized that these time-tested selling strategies could be used to sell anything, including art. And then I also noticed that the difference between the starving, struggling artists or the hobby artists that I also saw and the ones who were successful, who were making a living from their art, had a plan. They planned for profit, which is why I created the Passion to Profit Planning Framework to help artists develop their business, to develop their selling of art as a business so they can have the time and freedom to create art and do what they love. Since I've talked about this on the podcast before, episode number 66 goes into detail of the Passion to Profit Framework. I'm going to go through these fairly quickly, but just know these aren't just the five things you need to build a career as an artist. These are actually the five things you need to build any business. The five-part passion to profit framework. Number one, the production plan. So you do need to consistently build a body of work. Just because you're marketing your art doesn't mean you should sacrifice studio time because you definitely can do both. And then two, you need a prospecting plan. You want to build a list of people who want what you've got and are prepared to pay top dollar. Building a list of collectors who love you and your art is easier than you think. And you do not need expensive or complicated advertising. Three, the profit plan. I know this is one of the biggest sticking points for artists at all stages of their business, myself included. And the key to raising your prices is to communicate with confidence, even when you don't feel it. And I show you how to price for profit at premium prices. And of course, a lot of it has to do with adjusting your mindset, which is why I talk about that so much on this podcast. Number four, you absolutely need a promotion plan. So once you have a collector base, you need a step-by-step plan to turn them into repeat collectors and raving fans who will tell their friends about you. When you develop a sales and marketing plan, you'll know exactly what to say so that your ideal collectors joyfully whip out their credit cards for your art. Number five, the productivity plan. This is all about getting more done with more focus in less time. I work with my artists a lot on this. I give you the exact processes and tools to get quickly organized and stop spinning. With these few handy time management techniques, everything will move faster. Imagine going from standing at a sink for hours, washing dishes by hand, to getting a dishwasher for the first time and your business runs like a machine. Now, once you have the passion to profit plan in place, that's when you can create and market a body of work your collectors will want and you'll generate consistent income and you can dedicate more of your precious time to actually painting. Oh yeah, and doing some other fun stuff that you love because hey, you deserve it. 
Now, by the way, you can book a call with me to see how the Passion to Profit plan can work for you. And if we both agree that you'd benefit from my help, I'll share with you the programs that are available. As of this recording, I have just two spots opening up inside the Artist Incubator program. You can book a call with me by going to shulmanart.com forward slash biz. That's letter B as in boy, letter I as in ice cream, and letter Z or Z as in zebra. Next time when someone says, I love your art, you won't just say, thank you. Instead, you'll know the exact script to use to send them home with your artwork at a price that feels good and makes you do a happy dance. That's why Jan of jms-art.com, one of my clients, is getting commissions right now. And yes, this clip that you're going to hear was recorded during the pandemic, early summer of 2020. It's been a good week. One past client who lives in Florida and just happened to be coming back to Ohio said, do you have some in stock? I'm going to be back in a week. I need another Jan original to go with the one I already have. And so I'm like, what do you want? (laughs) I'm working on my stock, my inventory. So I'm working on that this week for her to get next week. Then another friend who was on the email list said, do you do custom things? I'm like, I'm all about custom. So yeah, I'm excited. (laughs) Now working with me is by application only because I want to make sure that it's a good fit for both of us. That's why you won't see a sign-up page about the incubator on my website. I don't want just anyone signing up for the program. I want to make sure it's right for you. And I want to work with committed action takers and artists who are serious about growing their art into a full-time profitable business. Like I said in the beginning of the show, if your goal is to make just enough to cover your art supplies, then I don't think the Artist Incubator is for you. The Artist Incubator program is a private group coaching program, which means I work with a small group of artists at the same time, teaching them the best methods for getting their art in front of the right buyers and building a collector base of raving fans who will collect their art. If you're new to coaching, you might be thinking, well, I'd rather have a mentor that's just focused on me, not a group. And I totally get that. And the truth is, that's why I made the Artist Incubator into a hybrid program, because the artists do get several one-on-one calls with me during our six months together. And every artist gets my attention during the group calls every time we meet. And that's why I keep the program size limited to about a dozen artists, which is why you won't see a sign-up page just to let everyone who sign up who wants to sign up. I want to keep it very selective. Now, for myself, I've invested in all kinds of programs, large groups where the group keeps everyone at an arm's distance, masterminds where you learn from both each other. And sometimes I've done that as a paid mastermind run by a coach. And other times I've done this as part of a peer group. And I love in-person retreats. And I've also invested in one-on-one coaching for specific issues when I wanted targeted help. So for example, I worked with Erica Corday on basically making a more diverse business, a diversity inclusion business. I've worked with copywriters on my copy. I've done other things one-on-one like that. So I've seen it all and I do know what works best. But the main reason I decided to run my program as a group program like a mastermind is because 
when I started interviewing artists who were interested in being coached by me, I noticed that they were all describing the same problems and they all had the same limiting beliefs, like the five I mentioned at the beginning of the show. Plus, there's definitely magic that comes from being in a group. If you've ever been part of a critique group as an artist, you understand the special dynamics that can happen when you have a small group all committed to each other's success. So I wanted to walk you through some of the magic that happens when you're part of a group or a mastermind like this. First of all, you get more support. When you work with a one-on-one coach, there's definitely one person in your corner. But when you join a group or a mastermind, you have basically a room filled with artists who are all pulling for you to succeed. And I see so many friendships blossoming amongst my art students and my artists who join me. So you'll get the benefit of the coach's experience as well as different perspectives, opinions from the group members hearing about their success because they may be doing strategies that I didn't suggest and you learn from them. Many of my artists find an accountability buddy And there's power being part of a community all working toward the same goals. I also love the way group coaching helps overcome the embarrassment and the fear because somebody else might ask the question you were too nervous to ask and it helps you realize it's okay to have a beginner mindset at some of these business things. Other times you may hear another artist articulate a struggle that you're having, but it's easier to see how to fix it when you're on the outside of that same problem. Anyone who has ever been part of a Weight Watchers meeting has seen how effective that is. And of course, group coaching is always going to be more affordable than working with that same coach privately. So it's a great value for your money. But what I love most about being in a mastermind experience is that you're surrounding yourself with people who have similar dreams. This keeps you in touch with your why and your purpose. And it's so inspiring seeing others have success. If you're doubting whether a strategy will work because maybe you think it only works for me because I'm air quotes Miriam Shulman, but you see the strategy working for an artist who's at your level, that is so motivating. Now, you've already heard about the five plans that are part of this framework. And if you join the six-month private group coaching program, you'll learn how to implement them so you can finally earn a sustainable income. It would be nice and neat if we could say, okay, today we're going to just focus on this plan one at a time. But here's the thing. All of these plans truly overlap with each other. So in order to put these plans in place, we spend a lot of time focusing on your mindset so that you can get out of your own way while learning the time-tested promotional strategies, since these are the two main areas that my artists struggle with the most. If you join the Incubator Experience, you'll get monthly access to the four essential elements that separate thriving artists from the rest. Successful people, no matter what they're trying to do, know they will get there faster with an expert guide who has walked the path they want to travel. In the Artist Incubator, not only will you get the benefit of my experience building a six-figure art business or a five-figure business, whatever your goal is, 
which will shorten your learning curve to reach your goals a lot faster. You'll learn the pitfalls and how to navigate them. Now, if you're one of those types of people who want to do it all yourself, I want you to rethink that. My guest from episode number 43, Todd Herman, shared this great advice. The biggest mistake that I made early on in life was I had that ego where I wanted to climb to the top of the mountain on my own and plant that flag up there and say, you know, I did it and I did it all on my own. I didn't get any help to get up here. It wasn't until I met a mentor, he just sort of laughed at me as that's one of the stupidest and slowest ways you could ever reach success. And thank God I got this sort of lesson early on in my career. Anyone that I've ever met that has achieved really great things. And, and again, this goes beyond like business success or sports success, just like good human beings that are amazing parents or amazing grandparents. They've done it on the power of being around other really great people. And yes. so I just encourage people that, you know, whatever path you're trying to pursue, get around as many great people as you possibly can. Always build and develop more and more relationships. Find allies and mentors to help get you there because anytime you're up against something, like you're climbing the mountain and you have to get over a, a rock, to think about the way that I was doing it, which was slow and trying to climb over that rock by myself. Now I'm within hand's reach or arm's reach of any one of a number of friends and allies who can help me get over that at any one time. Now, what if I told you the biggest factor impacting your ability to sell art is actually your confidence? Would you believe me? I think you would, because a lot of artists who come to me, they say they want to increase their confidence. Deep down, you know that only if you had more confidence, it would unlock all kinds of opportunities for you. And I believe that 100%, which is why it's such a focus of the artist incubator. Confidence building is baked into every aspect of the program. So you'll get access to coaching calls with a certified life coach focused on helping you banish imposter syndrome, overcome overwhelm, and beat back perfectionism and procrastination. You met the life coach in a previous episode, Sean Roney, and we actually focused on that. By the way, all the episodes I'm mentioning in the show, I am including in the show notes today. So you can go and listen to them if you haven't already. It's episode number 98. So you can find the show notes at shulmanart.com forward slash 98. Now, I also want to share with you, and I'm sure you've experienced this and you know this already, being an artist can be lonely. You're alone in your studio, and then you're alone in front of your computer trying to make this thing work. So when you're part of a group, a virtual cafe of artists who will lift you up as you do big things and celebrate your wins and support you along the way, this is a community that will help you spread your wings and soar. Artists that come to me for help always ask for one thing, and that's a plan. They want to spend less time frustrated at their computers and more time actually creating art. So when I tell you that I have five plans and you'll get them all, don't be scared. They're all shortcuts to where you want to go, I promise. Coaching is not about pie-in-the-sky cheerleading. It's about nuts and bolts, practical strategies with relentless commitment. That's why I want you to listen what one of my artists, 
Carol Heard Rodriguez had to say. So I feel like I have my focus. And that's really, thanks to you, helped me commit to myself. Pretty remarkable, I think. Super glad that I did this. Individualized guidance and really getting to the nuts and bolts of what needs to be done and why and relentless reminders of doing it. It's not a romantic answer, but it really comes down to the practicality. I didn't know how to pull it together. Like I needed really to sort of have a chance to crystallize it, put it into action, and then to bring it into focus. Now, here's something important that you need to know. This isn't about piling on more on your plate or procrastinating. learning. This is about taking inspired action and doing the right things that will actually make a huge difference to help you easily sell more art. When Teresa Thomas got on a passion to profit strategy call with me, she discovered that she needed to define her niche and ask for premium prices. Listen to what she learned. I'm like, no, I'm not the dollar store. No, I'm high end. I consider myself a sophisticated person. Like I won't even go outside without looking a certain way because I have this motto that, you know, you dress like you're going to see your worst enemy every day. So I want my business to be like that. I need to focus in and have one thing, thinking of myself as a high end brand, having a plan and then making those steps. We need a plan of success. So I do appreciate you taking the time to help me with that. Now, if you've been hearing me talk about the incubator, but haven't applied yet, because you're afraid it's not for you, I get that. And I wanted to share some indicators that might help you know for sure if the artist incubator is right for you. Yes, I ask all artists to apply and go through the interview process, and I don't make it a secret what I'm looking for. But if you're the type of person who doesn't like to apply for things because you're afraid of getting rejected, let me give you kind of a checklist to help you out so you can pre-screen yourself. Okay, so here is exactly what I'm looking for. Checkbox one, you're already selling your art, but you'd like to be charging more for your art or making sales more consistently or both. You're already familiar with Facebook and Instagram, and you're comfortable posting your art online, either to social media or you have a website. Next, you're the type of person who's in this for the long haul. You're not a dabbler. You're not doing this for fun. Next, you're proud of your art, but you might be lacking confidence when it comes to selling it or charging higher prices. Next, You understand that success doesn't happen overnight and anything worth doing will take some time and commitment. You're excited to learn new strategies to manage your time better so you can get more done. And finally, you would consider yourself a person who enjoys learning and growing and you're open to learning new concepts that push you out of your comfort zone. So I've listed actually six things there you really only need to check off three of them to know that this would be a good experience for you. And if you're still not sure, here are some more questions artists have asked before they joined. So you might be wondering, how exactly do you help build confidence? Mindset coaching is baked in throughout the program, but I recently added Sean Roney, and you may have met her on episode number 96, People-Pleasing, Perfectionism, and Procrastination. She helps directly with artists. 
We also have all kinds of artists in the group, portrait artists, muralists, felt artists, floral painters, and more. What I love about the group is that the people learn from each other. That cross-pollination of ideas and strategies that happens when you get so many diverse people in a virtual room is what makes this group so unique. In fact, the more diverse the artists are in the group, really the better it is. And the amazing thing is that everyone contributes their questions, expertise, their opinions, and their knowledge to make the group better. You learn as much from each other's questions and problems as you do from their successes. Now, I do recognize this group is not for everyone. This is really just for highly motivated artists who are ready to put in the perspiration towards building an art business that allows them to profit from their passion. And creativity does take courage. That's a Matisse quote. But building an art business, well, that takes even more courage. And I don't make it a secret that it's a financial investment to join. When you join, I make a commitment to you and your art business because I put in 100% to make sure you're as successful as possible. Now, in addition to me and Sean, I've brought in experts who help the group with specific challenges. Many of the guests of this podcast have been guest coaches inside the incubator. So for example, Elise Dharma, who's an Instagram expert, did a private training for us. Laura Belgray helped my artist brainstorm email copy angles. And Patty Lennon worked with the artists in the group on releasing their blocks around selling. And those three experts, all guests of the podcast, I've linked to them in the show notes as well. So you can listen to those episodes in case you missed it. I also give my artists access to my team. So for example, we have regular Ask Anna hours with Inspiration Place studio manager, Anna Colmey. She helps with all the techniques for running an art business and how to get your systems up and running. I love having Anna to support us because so many times the roadblocks that keep artists from moving forward are small but crucial. And sometimes it's just a technical detail like how to set up an email campaign properly or which landing page software to invest in. And Anna can help with that. And then like I said previously, we have Sean Roney, who's a certified life coach. She helps us with the mindset coaching. And she's great at really getting at the heart of what's really going on that has you stuck and helping you bust through that. So for example, many artists struggle with pricing their art because of their own money blocks around pricing. I wanted to play for you a snippet of how Sean helped artist Don Trimble around raising her prices. And I totally agree that the prices need to be raised. I just didn't know how to do it. And another secret is there are people at every price point that will find value. So like your job then becomes a marketing job of like finding the right people, making sure you're in front of the right people. But there are there people that sell art for thousands of dollars. There's going to be people that think it's way too expensive, no matter the price point that you Mm -hmm. pick. And there's going to be people that think it's not expensive enough, Mm -hmm. always, no matter the price point you pick. Mm -hmm. So your brain actually, it sounds like, believes that there's a right way to raise your prices also. And I'm going to put right in air quotes because what I like to teach is there's really never a right way. Let's say you decide to do it this way and over time slowly raise your prices. You could totally make that right 
or you could raise it overnight if someone were to say, wow, your prices look different. Mm -hmm. Having your own back would be responding, oh, they are, or yes, my prices have changed. Mm -hmm. Supply and demand, my prices have gone up. Now, the good news is Dawn completely sold out her watercolor collection and is now offering her next one. When you combine building your confidence with the passion to profit system, you've got a winning combination. You can completely do this yourself with the lessons you have on the podcast. The problem is your brain might be getting in your way. So that's why I invite you to seriously consider whether the artist incubator might be the right solution for you. If you think you're ready to up-level your art business and take control of your career, you can sign up for a 100% free call with me right now. We can talk about your specific case. Go to shulmanart.com forward slash B-I-Z. That's biz, as in B as in boy, I as in ice cream, Z as in zebra. And then you can schedule a free 20-minute call with me. I know that my system works, as you heard from Jan and Carol and Teresa and also Dawn. And you can hear more stories and other artist success stories when you go to the application page. I would love to work with you this year to build your email subscriber list, attract high-end commissions, and get more of your beautiful artwork into the world. Not only can you overcome overwhelm, but you can gain practical strategies and a clear way forward for implementing them. Plus, you get a backstage pass to how I run my own multiple six-figure art business. You'll learn what really works to sell your art and fill your art classes from an artist who's actually doing it. Now, if you want to grow as an artist and profit from your art this year, book a call with me. Let's chat and let's go over it. I don't want your dreams to turn into regrets because you can sell more of your art. Yes, there are art collectors out there waiting for you to have the confidence to show up and sell. So let's do this together. Let's not let another year slip by without turning those dreams into reality. With the right strategy, support, and accountability, you can make those dreams real. So here's to surprising yourself with what's possible when you commit, show up, and choose to take inspired action. You are enough, you are more than capable, and I want you to have the same confidence in your art business as you do in your incredible artwork. You deserve to prove to yourself that you've got what it takes to make your big dreams happen. And it's my honor to show you the way. All right, guys, thank you so much for being with me here today. Remember, I have linked to all the relevant episodes in the show notes, as well as linked to some of my artist clients. So you can check out their gorgeous art. You know, you can check that all out. Shulmanart.com forward slash 98. And if you want to chat with me, you can book a call. Shulmanart.com forward slash B-I-Z. I will see you next week. Same time, same place. Make it a great one. 
Thank you for listening to the Inspiration Place podcast. Connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash shulmanart, on Instagram at shulmanart, and of course on shulmanart.com. 